Welcome to the latest edition of the Buff Zone Podcast. I'm Brian Howell, and please, once again, to be joined by my colleague, Pat Rooney. Pat, how are you? Doing well, Brian Howell. How are you doing? I'm good, and you know we, we say it all the time. I think we might even said it last week, but it's amazing how fast football season goes once you get in it. We're already in week three, and uh, this is the last non-conference game this week. The Buffs uh, will face Colorado State on Saturday night at Folsom Field. Back-to-back rivalry games. Uh, they handled the first one fairly well. I mean, I think you can call 36 uh, 14 handling that one fairly well. And now they get a second one. And uh, Pat, what do you think of the Buffs 2 0 start to this point? You know, obviously it's been impressive, but, uh, you know, what are your thoughts as they sit here at 2 0 coming into this game? Uh, I think one of the biggest things for me coming out of the Nebraska game was how well the defense improved from week one to week two. Um, made some big plays, got some tackles for loss, uh, really made life difficult for Nebraska. Now, I don't, I don't think Nebraska's offense is very good, but they had a decent running game coming in here. Uh, they got some yards, but nothing that really set a tone or set an advantage during the game. And I think the week one to week two improvement on that side of the ball was one thing that stood out for me. Uh, and then offensively, obviously a slow start, as we've talked about and, and written about this week, but uh, you know, a slow start in terms of they weren't putting points on the board. They weren't making huge mistakes. They played a little field position early. I know you and I kind of debated an early fourth down whether they should punt or not. I was okay with playing field position early, uh, not giving anything away easily to Nebraska. And it paid off in the end. The offense eventually got rolling and, you know, wasn't really close by the time we got uh, well into the second half of this one. Yeah, you know, and I, I agree with you. I was impressed by the the defense. And another thing I was impressed with was, you know, we talked last week about how is this team going to going to do now that somebody has film on them. And you know, Nebraska finally had was the first team that had film on them, and they could make some adjustments. And how would they do? And you know, it looked like Nebraska came out with a good game plan based on what they saw against TCU. And it took a little bit for uh, Colorado to adjust to that. And Shadour Sanders even said that after the game that. That hey they they had a good defense it was a challenge for me early and uh, I had to learn and and uh, figure that out and so I thought that was impressive was how they um, took what Nebraska threw at them struggled with it early but then adjusted and then got rolling and so I thought that the in game adjustment there on offense was pretty impressive. Absolutely, and you know again throughout all that it's not like Shadur Sanders he was a little bit off or I mean the offense just wasn't. Uh clicking as easily as we saw the week before against TCU, but it also is not like they were making huge mistakes. And, uh, you know, Shadur Sanders was still making good decisions with the ball until he got rolling. So again, really kind of workmanlike performance by that offense, uh, kind of weathering the storm early before really getting on track late. Yeah. And you're right. You know, he wasn't sharp early on, but he wasn't making mistakes. And that's one thing there's only been, you know, one or two throws out of his 89 this season that you thought, oh boy, that's kind of a dangerous throw. Um, you know, he's been, that's been one of the more impressive things is how good he's been protecting the football. Exactly. And he's been under some duress too. I think we'll get into this in a moment. Um, you know, the offense line is, you know, I think it's an improved unit. What we've seen the first two weeks, certainly it's an improved unit for, you know, what we've seen, uh, but he's still getting hit a lot, Shadur Sanders is. Uh, they're still giving up a lot of sacks, a lot of hits. He's been sacked 11 times. I wrote a little bit about this in my my three points column um, earlier this week, three extra points column earlier this week. And 
Uh, that's not sustainable, especially when they start getting into better competition. You know, might be able to survive something like that this week against Colorado State, but certainly not with the foes they've got to open Pac-12 play after that. So, uh, but again, under duress, didn't make any huge mistakes. You know, even his intentional grounding, he, he threw the ball away in a spot, you know, well out of bounds. It wasn't like someone was going to pick that ball off or anything. Uh, so, he's, you know, he's making great decisions with the ball even when the offense wasn't clicking, even while he's under duress. Um, you know, I think that's, you know, the, the numbers are, you know, speak for themselves, but watching him really play for the first time these first two weeks, I think that's something that stands out is just how, how smart a quarterback he is, uh, you know, not taking unnecessary risks, uh, you know, not, not making bad decisions and moreover protecting the football, even when things aren't going his way back there in the pocket. Yeah, and I don't have the number in front of me, but I saw earlier this week that um, Shadour is either the first or second most pressured quarterback in the country uh, this season. And so, um, you know, what he's doing under that pressure is is very impressive. And I, I mean, the numbers: nine hundred and three passing yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions in two games. Doesn't it feel like it took about six, seven games for this team to get to nine hundred passing yards in the past? I mean. <laughs> What what Shador's doing is uh, about a half a season's worth of previous CU quarterbacking. Yeah, I know it's. Uh, I mentioned this in the, the three extra points column too, as well. At some point, we have to stop saying, "Well, compared to last year's team," because clearly, completely different situation, completely different team, completely different roster. But as people that have watched every game the last however many years. <laughs> It, it, it still remains striking every time you just kind of think back to last year and look at what we're seeing on the on the field this year. It's it's striking, and it just is a further testament to how quickly this program has turned around uh, in, in, in short under uh, short order under Deion Sanders. Yeah, and that for me is you know when you make those comparisons from last year to this year, it's more that's what it is for me is more so the the striking numbers like it's yeah. it's insane seeing some of these things that are. They're so different from uh, from last year, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's clearly not the same team as last year. Uh, this team is rolling along, two and zero, and you know, ranked 18th in the country. And once again, big noon kickoff is back here. Game days here. Uh, first takes coming. Sixty minutes is here. Uh, all the attention on the bus right now. Um, I feel like you know our colleague Adam Munster Tiger and I. We, we keep saying it feels like we're living in a movie right now. I mean, it's just kind of <laughs> surreal watching all this happen to the Colorado Buffaloes, which, again, compared to last year, it's insane that it's happening to the Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the movie comparisons probably appropriate, giving all, given all the, the cameras and stage sets that are cropping up around Folsom Field. Uh, but, yeah, again, pretty wild. Uh, you know, not just the, you know, kind of the, the – the, the tangible things that we can see, uh, you know, the, the, the big noon set up and this week having game day and 60 minutes on the way and all of that, you know, the, the, the numbers, I mean, as, as, as Dion pointed out in his weekly press conference, I think it's over 16 million viewers, these first two games for the Colorado Buffaloes who are a woeful one of one in 11 just a year ago. So yeah, pretty wild, uh, pretty amazing. Uh, certainly interesting for us to kind of be in the middle of it and, and seeing all this kind of attention swell up around the program. Certainly pretty amazing and uh, looking forward to being out there uh, uh, for another media circus, if you will, again on Saturday night.
Yeah, Saturday, 8 o'clock, ESPN. Uh, you know, the Buffs, again, on national TV. Um, just quick note, uh, week four, next week, uh, they're, they're playing Oregon uh, to open conference play. That that could be a top 15 matchup, and that's on ABC, so national TV again. And then after that, they got USC here with, you know, if you look at Heisman races right now, which I think, you know, whatever after week two, but uh, it's Shadur, Kayla Williams from USC who won it last year, Travis Hunter. They're all going to be on the same field here in a couple weeks at Folsom Field. Don't be surprised if that's the big noon kickoff uh, once again. So um, national TV is just going to be all over this team. What goes again to the power of Deion Sanders' personality and influence, you know? I mean, people want to – he said it after the TCU game. We're going to be doing things. We're doing things that have never been done before, and – you know what? He's right. No one. We've never. We've never seen this. I mean, you know, some of it is circumstance with the open transfer portal and uh, you know all the rules kind of surrounding that that you are able to retool a roster this quickly. Uh, you know, so it's kind of new territory. But yeah, it's never been done before, and you know, people are intrigued. You know, just how good can this team be one year after being? You know, I don't even think it's arguably they, the worst power five team in, in, in the nation last year, really one of the worst period, I think, uh, in, in college football last year, you know, um, uh, what we saw with that one eleven team. So, um, you know, I think that's an intrigue. It, it, it engages the casual fan. You know, we know, we knew Buffs fans are going to be all aboard for this and, um, we're excited to see what happens, but I think nationally, I think that's the, the intriguing part is the, you know how how original this is. We we've never seen anything like that before. And you add a magnetic personality like that in Deion Sanders, and it's it's kind of a perfect storm for this sort of thing to take off. Yeah, and you mentioned people are wondering how good can they be. Well, so far they've been pretty good. Um, you know, not perfect. Obviously, uh, defense was not great against uh, TCU, and um, you know they still gave up over 200 yards rushing to Nebraska. So uh, they've got to figure out the run defense, but uh, they have another opportunity this week um, against Colorado state. And, you know, the Rams coming in at Owen one, they had a bye last week, which, uh, you know, maybe not the best time to have a bye week. You know, I, I think after a week one loss to, to Washington state, you probably want to get back out there. Um, and you'd like you'd rather have that bye, uh, you know, mid season or later, but um, didn't look good against Washington state. I mean, they lost, 50 to 24 Washington state was up 36 to three at one point in the fourth and the Rams added a couple late touchdowns, but uh, boy on paper, Pat, uh, th- <laughs> this looks like uh, another nice win for the Buffaloes. Yeah. We'll see how much the Rams got corrected in that bye week um, They've already gone with a quarterback change. Um, you're going to go this week with, uh, you know, Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, uh, making a start this week against the Buffs. You know, tough assignment coming into Folsom Field, make your first start of the season. Um, the Rams, you know, they eked out an early field goal, actually led that game 3 to nothing against Washington State uh, late in the first quarter. Uh, but then Washington State, almost like the, the, the Buffs in Nebraska, once Washington State got rolling, that was kind of the end of it. Washington State scored the next 36 points. Uh, you know, Fowler Nicolosi put up some numbers late. Uh, but you know how that goes. It was – you know, squarely in garbage time late there that he was able to kind of get a few things going in. To his credit, he did get a few things going, but still curious to see how he'll react uh, on the big stage. 
starting out a game against a, a, a Buffalo's team that obviously is, you know, r- riding a, a ton of momentum right now. Yeah, and, and, you know, you went up to Jay Norvell's press conference on on Monday. Now, what were your thoughts when you heard from Norvell? Uh, pretty impressed. You know, I haven't obviously uh, we don't get to spend a lot of time up there uh, in Fort Collins and, and covering the Buffs. I've always kind of been intrigued about him from a distance, but certainly was impressed with how he carried himself and and, and the things he said and the way he explained things on Monday. Um, you know, Colorado State did a lot when he was hired. A lot of w- what Sanders did when he was hired at CU and in, in revamping the roster. And this is kind of a key year for him and that program. Uh, to kind of show that this, you know, their own rebuilding is, is making some progress. So, uh, you know, I, 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 from what I've seen and, you know, my limited experience with him, I'm impressed with Jade Norvell. I just think this is going to be a, a, a tough draw for the Rams this week and, um, you know, see how much confidence they have after this. I don't know that this is going to turn out much different for them than the Washington State game did. Yeah, and he was feeding the bear a little bit, uh, you know, this week. Did you see or poking the bear? Did you see his comments on his coach's show last night? I did. I did. Where when he says, uh, you know, he makes comment about Dion, you know, obviously coming to his press conference and, uh, you know, wearing sunglasses, and you know, Norvell says, "Well, I was taught, you know, you take your hat and sunglasses off when you go to talk to adults," and you know, I thought that was uh, interesting that he would choose to to poke the bear a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting because his tone on Monday was not that at all. It was uh, all about respect and, you know, how much uh, he appreciates Deion Sanders and how impressed he's been with how the Buffs have played so far. So, uh, you know, completely different tone than, than what I heard on Monday. Um, and, you know, even going back to last week, I don't know why coaches, why, 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 why would you even do that? There's no reason, especially when you're the underdog, it's like with Matt Rule last week, kind of go, taking his team out to the Buffalo in the middle of the field for the, the Buffalo logo for their little team huddle as soon as they walked in the stadium or some of the comments he had over the summer. It's like, why even go there? Why even give any reason? This team, clearly, if you've watched the Buffaloes the first two weeks, they are finding any reason to feel slighted and take it personally and be motivated when they hit the field. Why give them extra fodder for that? Right, probably more so than any team we've ever seen, right? At, yeah, least, exactly. at least that I've covered. I mean, they they take this stuff, and you know, you and I have talked about it before, but like, you know, you can have eighty to ninety percent of the people behind you and like excited for you, but they're going to find that you know minority that's uh, that's criticizing you, and they're going to ride that. And you know, any little thing like that, that little comment could be used. And I wouldn't be surprised if when the, that pregame speech comes out later on, we see something about that in there or if somebody mentioned something about the disrespect and but yeah, show any disrespect for this team and they're probably going to take it out on you. Yeah, exactly. And as an opposing coach, it's just, you know, especially it's one thing it's Nebraska, you know, you probably think you're going to come in here and, and give them a game, right? And I'm sure the Rams believe they will as well, but let's face it. The Rams are heavy underdogs in this one, right? So why, why, why go out there and give, you know, and maybe, you know, if, I don't know that this Buffs team would fall into this trap, but if you ever had maybe a trap game for the Buffaloes, this would be it. Now, I'd feel maybe more inclined to think it was a trap game if this was on a neutral field or something like that as opposed to Folsom. Uh, But you've played well for two weeks against a couple more marquee opponents. You're a heavy favorite this week at home. You've got two huge games 
to open Pac-12 play coming up. In a lot of other circumstances, this might be a trap game for the Buffs. So why even go there as the opposing coach to give them any reason to find motivation in a game that otherwise they might be inclined human nature to overlook a little bit? Yeah, and to me it's one thing if a player says it, you know, a 20-year-old, 21-year-old player, but for the head coach to do it is kind of, you know, head-scratching. But, yeah, uh, you know, (laughs) we'll see see what happens, uh, you know, if that – you know, fuels uh, CU's fire. I think it probably will, but I'm not sure they need it anyway. You talk about trap games, and um, of all the, I know we're only two games in to the Deion Sanders era, but of all the teams I've covered at CU, this is the first one that I look at and say, yeah, I don't think there is a trap game for this team. I think that they're going to be ready every single time they step on the field. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't, you know, to clarify, I don't think this is a trap game for this bunch. I think, like I said, in, in a different circumstance, Maybe it would be, but I agree with you. Uh, this team has been playing with the chip on their shoulder, and they feel like they have something to prove. I think it starts at the top. I feel like Deion Sanders has something to prove, and Shadour Sanders and on down have something to prove. And two wins is nice. I don't think they believe that they've proved anything yet. So, uh, you know, that, that comes as the season goes on, and maybe that comes the next few weeks with these matchups. But I don't think they're – the way they're wired right now, I don't think this is a team that is going to look past anyone, uh, especially an in-state rival. You know, first taste of this rivalry for all these guys, but you know, I don't think this is a bunch in the way they've carried themselves that this is a danger of uh, a game the Buffs are going to be, you know, in danger of looking past. You know, I guess. Let me ask you this: You know, if, assuming this team goes out and wins this, wins this game. What do you want to see out of the Buffs this week, Brian, as far as maybe taking next step, maybe shoring up some shortcomings from the first couple of weeks? What would you like to see out of the Buffs in this matchup against the Rams? Yeah, I, I just want to see them look sharper. You know, I, I think they need to prove that they can stop the run a little bit. And I, I don't know. I don't think CSU has the run game that Nebraska or TCU has, but um, I want to see them stop the run. And you know, hold the team to a, a low number in that regard and, and show that they can do it. And I want to see a little more, you know, you know, sharpness out of uh, the offensive line and, you know, protecting Shadur. And I think that they've got to keep him fairly clean. I mean, the, I think that sack number, you know, it's six per game right now, which is the worst in the country. Um, I think they've got to a, a limit that, that to one or two sacks, you know, if none, you know. Um, so I think that those two things are, are things I want to look at as, you know, those are areas that still concern me, and it goes back to the start of the of the season, where we were concerned about the offensive line and the defensive line. Well, those two things I still think are the biggest concerns of this team two weeks in. How about you? Yeah, I I completely agree. Those would have been uh, that, that'd be my answer too. Uh, I like to see the offensive line have a better showing. As I mentioned, the uh, they're better, and it's certainly not as. Uh, sieve-like, if you will, that we've seen the last couple of years. But uh, still, the Shadur Sanders is getting hit a lot. Uh, he's getting sacked a lot. And the running game has been passable, but it still hasn't really taken off, uh, especially with the, the, the talented backs they've got back there. So uh, CSU, uh, you know, defensively for the Buffs, CSU wasn't able to run the ball very well last week. Now, granted, they fell behind pretty quickly in the first half. So, you know, as you know, hard to get the run game going once you start falling behind double digits into the 
the second half. So I don't know that you take from that. Um, CSU's defense did sack Washington State's quarterback Cameron Ward three times. Uh, you know, not as gaudy a total as we've seen in either either CU game, but. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, I want to see the the run defense be a little more stout. Um, and I certainly want to see Shadur Sanders not have to pick himself off the turf as often as we've seen the first two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, Cam Ward at Washington State was the most sacked quarterback in the country last year. Shadur Sanders so far has been the most sacked quarterback in the country this year. So um, the Rams are probably looking at that and saying, all right, let's, let's build up some sacks here. But um, And you're right, their run game didn't really get uh, going uh, – last week against Washington State, but um, Kobe Johnson is a guy that uh, played at North Dakota State the last four years, ran for over 2,500 yards, and I know it's an FCS uh, level there, but a very good running back, and so they've got the ability um, to run the football, Um, and if they can get something going with their passing game, I mean, you mentioned it it was in garbage time a little bit, but Braden Fowler-Nicolosi still looked pretty solid, threw for 210 yards, a couple touchdowns late, and Torrey Horton is... Uh, probably the best receiver in the Mountain West, and and uh, you know a future NFL draft pick. So uh, they've got a couple weapons on offense that you know the Buffs have got to stop. But I think uh, the run game to me shut that down, and I think that's important for this team to shut that down. Yeah, I agree. Um, you, you stop it there, and you know maybe some of those pass rushers that the Buffs did a little bit better at uh, against Nebraska. Uh, you know, you'd like to see that kind of take another step this week against CSU. You know, I'd anticipate CSU also falling behind in this one and needing to lean on the passing game. And Jay Norvell said on Monday, they're going to have to score points to keep pace with Colorado. Uh, so that pass defense, you know, you stuff the run and, and, and jump out to some points. That pass defense is going to probably take center stage again for the buffs on Saturday night. And, You'd like to see him get some pressure and uh, let that secondary, that talented secondary, make some plays maybe uh, to to keep Colorado State down as this game wears on. Yeah, and you know if I'm CU, I probably put Travis Hunter on Torrey Horton and just say, just shut him down. <laughs> you know, yeah. l- l- don't don't worry about him. Uh, we got Travis Hunter there. So, um, how do you see this one playing out? I mean, I, I, as we mentioned on paper. This doesn't look like it'll be a good game for the Rams, uh, and it'll be a very good one for the Buffs. But how do you see it playing out? What's your prediction? Yeah, kind of, uh, kind of what you just said. <laughs> a good game for the Buffs, not so much for the Rams. I just, uh, you know, the Rams did look pretty shaky against uh, Washington State. I know they've had a bye, but I, they're they're making wholesale not wholesale changes, but they're already changing quarterbacks. It's going to be a huge stage on on Saturday night. I just don't like the odds of them kind of coming in and, and making this a game. Uh, I think, and I think the bus will fare well. I think they still have that chip on their shoulder. I think they're going to come out and with something to prove. And uh, I think they're going to light up the scoreboard a little bit. Um, I'm thinking something along the range of 41-17, and you know, a couple of those points for CSU being tacked on late, like they did last week. Cosmetic points, if you will. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you there, and. You know, I, I don't like to say that I, I don't feel like a team doesn't really have a shot, although we said that about 10 times last year about the Buffs. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, last year's you know Buffs team clearly went into a lot of games without much of a shot, but um, I, I don't think CSU has much of a shot here. I think that this Buffs team is way better than, than the Rams. And um, again, the motivation factor, I think the Buffs are extremely motivated and uh, that they're 
I mean, they've put up. I mean, they put up thirty six points against a good defense last week. They put up forty five yeah. the week before that. Um, I think they had their their season high. I think they topped fifty and could maybe even name their score. Um, I'm going to go fifty two thirteen. And again, I think that you know the Rams points maybe they come late. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be much of a game and. Uh, you know, I think it'll be a fun one for a lot of the buffs. And the, yeah, this is a great opportunity for a guy like Dylan Edwards, who had a big game in week one, not so much a week two, to maybe get on track a little bit. Maybe Travis Hunter has another big game offensively. I think Shador is probably going to throw for another three, 400 yards. So um, I, I think the, that the buffs roll in this one. And it'll be a late night party instead of a, an early morning party this week. Yeah, I think offensively, you know, I said 41 points. I think the Buffs, uh, especially as the game goes on, will have an opportunity to really try to uh, get a little more momentum and confidence in that running game. I think, the, uh, you know, once once they get up a little bit, I think they'll maybe lean on that a little bit more, um, you know, to try to get that established going forward. So, um, you know, I agree with you. I think it should be a good weekend for the Buffs and uh, hope everyone stays up late to see our coverage. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's a good point you made is that um, maybe it's important for the Buffs if they can get get to a big lead early to then back off on the pass and work on that run game and, and maybe try to get that going because they they do need to not only stop the run but they probably need to you know get that their their own run game going and uh, get some confidence in that so that could be interesting to watch as well to see if that's a little bit of the strategy there and obviously you need to get that big lead first but I think they will so uh, but we'll see how that plays out and. Um, it's going to be a very early day for Buff fans uh, tomorrow because they're going to or on Saturday because they're going to get up around six o'clock or earlier to go watch uh, the pregame shows, and then a very late day as uh, kickoffs at eight o'clock. So uh, for Buff fans, it's going to be a pretty long day. Well, I'm sure they're up to the task. After last year, they deserve a couple long, fun days, right? <laughs> That's right. So do we, and uh, we'll be out there on Saturday. And uh, you know, Pat, we'll talk next week and preview the the start of conference play. Looking forward to it. Should be a fun run coming up for sure. But we'll get through the Rams this week. And uh, as always, folks, thanks for listening.